Hello everybody, I'm your boss, Sarah the Sheep, and Updog is your Bow Wow. Welcome to Bow Wow, a show where we haven't figured out what we're doing yet. Uh, <laughs> so, current events, uh, but there's not really any current events, it's still the same shit from last week. People are still exploding over Twitter. Well, there was that shooting, but I don't think we Oh yeah, yeah. Way to bring it down immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I have advice listed as the first thing we do, but we don't really have that much advice. Let me. I, I have it. a bit of advice. Uh, don't take any wooden nickels, kids. Wooden nickels? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Uh, because they are not legal tender. Tender. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, we do have a new submission. Oh. Meow, I am a trans cat girl, but I don't know any good skirts or estrogen. I don't know where to find them. <laughs> what do I do? I don't know any good skirts or estrogen. Sorry, that just makes me laugh. I can't- Oh, I can't- I said I don't know, but it says I can't find. I can't find any good skirts or estrogen. I don't know where to find them. What do I do? I also have a problem of meowing in public, even when it's not appro not appropriate. How do I stop embarrassing myself? Thank you so much. Love ya. Okay, well, have you tried not being cringe? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't say that to me. <laughs> uh, I'm not well versed on the um, how to get estrogen and stuff because you know. I feel like this is a joke question because I know like. Uh, Trans cat girl is like a a joke part of the culture, so I can't tell if this person's being genuine or if they're uh, or if they're fucking around. But uh, uh, we could give a joke answer and then like a serious answer. I guess. Oh, okay. Um, well, I think I'll just give it a serious answer regardless because I can't think of a funny one. Other than like, um, if you can't control yourself from meowing in public, maybe don't go in public. Uh, embrace the cat girl. Just stay home and be a cat. Oh yeah, that, that, that's good. Up. That's good. Uh, just scratch up your furniture and shit in a box. It's fine. Get your uh, get your owner to go up, go out and uh, buy you a collar, and then just get you a big food bowl and just you know chill at home in your uh, thigh highs and uh, play Fortnite on your RGB keyboard. Uh, but cats can't have keyboards. Their paws don't work. <sighs> Uh, oh my god, I can't believe I didn't know that. I can't believe I didn't think of that. Yeah. Egg on my face. <laughs> uh, as for finding good skirts, it really depends on your sizing. I wouldn't recommend buying stuff from uh, Amazon and especially not Wish because they use uh, they use Asian sizing sometimes. The sizing in Asian countries uh, tend to run small. It's not that they run small, it's that they use a different sizing scale. So what would be like an 18 here is smaller there. So, uh, I want to buy anything from there, but <laughs> skirts are a little easier to buy for because you only need to know your waist size. You don't need to worry about like any of the other sizing factors, mm -hmm. unless you got a big ass, in which case you might want to want to get a <laughs> long skirt instead. As for estrogen, uh, depends on your age because if because if you're under eighteen, you can't get you can't get estrogen. If you're under eighteen, you can only get puberty blockers and Puberty blockers, you have to get your parents to take you to a gender therapist, and the gender therapist has to approve you for them. Puberty blockers are perfectly safe. What they'll do is they'll, uh, they're like anti-androgens. They'll, uh, block off your testosterone production for a while until you're old enough to be able to be sure whether you want to continue transitioning, uh, with testosterone or switch over to estrogen. But once you're 18 to get estrogen, there's, uh, there's two ways to do it. Well, there's three ways. But there's two ways that are backed by science and work. You can go to a, a clinic like Planned Parenthood, an informed consent clinic. You tell them, yes, I know what this is going to, I know what this medication is going to do to me. I'm okay with that outcome. And then you sign some paperwork and they will give you the medication. They'll also run blood work and stuff like that. So if you're afraid of needles, you're going to get, be getting poked at least once every three months for the rest of your life. The other way to get estrogen... What's do they that? not have like uh, estrogen jelly or pills or? They might, but estrogen that isn't uh, that isn't taken by pill is more expensive and usually isn't covered. Mm, okay. Which is why uh, people in the UK, trans girls in the UK, usually get uh, shots because it's covered. 
we don't get that option here. It's pills only. Unless you've got really good insurance or you're willing to spend the extra. Even though some people say shots are more effective. The other way to get it is, uh, is I call it the hoops method because you have to jump through a lot of fucking hoops to get it. And the hoops method is the standard, uh, what's the, uh, what's that document thing, uh, that, you know, rules to transpire or whatever? I have no idea. <laughs> the, this is the first I'm hearing of it. The one that the doctors have to follow. The word I was trying to think of here that I couldn't think of was WPATH, World Professional Association for Transgender Health. It's a document of transgender medical care that doctors have to follow. Usually it goes by what insurances want. Your The hoops method, you have to find out what your insurance approves. And that would be ideal because that means you're not paying for things like doctor's visits, uh, psychiatry, and uh, pills out of your pocket. Because that can get very expensive. A therapist alone is going to be at least $100 an hour. The hoops method, you... Typically, this is the most typical way that it happens, it requires you to visit a gender therapist and talk to them for a minimum of three to six months before they will recommend you to an endocrinologist. And then endocrinologists are uh, diabetic and cancer doctors, so they tend to be pretty packed. They tend to be pretty busy. So you're going to be, again, waiting another three to six months minimum before you can get into an appointment. So... You're going to be waiting about a year from when you start your therapy appointment to the point that you're able to actually get into the endocrinologist. The endocrinologist is then going to test your blood, see if you got any blood diseases or anything like that, and check your blood levels and stuff like that, see if there's any misleveling of hormones. Like in my case, uh, when they tested my hormones, they found that I had a uh, high, uh, I, think I think it was prolactin, a high prolactin level. Which means that I had the I had a tumor secreting prolactin in me, so I had to wait another three months while they figured out whether the tumor was dangerous or not. Turns out it's perfectly fine, benign. It goes away on its own. But uh, MRI scans very expensive if you don't have insurance. So another good reason to go through your insurance to do this. After that, after the endocrinologist checks your blood, they say everything's good. They'll write you a prescription. You go and pick it up. And that typically contains uh, estrogen and a anti-androgen of some sort. The estrogen is usually estradiol, and the anti-androgen is usually sp uh, spironolactone or aldactone. And then maybe like a few months later, you can talk to your doctor, and maybe they can get you the uh, the other hormone. I can't remember uh, what it what it is. I think it starts with a P. Well, regardless, you just wanted to know how to get estrogen. That's how you get it. That's the ways to get it medically. There's people that say you can self-med online. I don't recommend self-medding because, like I said, there's a lot of unknown blood issues that can cause you to potentially die from going on estrogen. Uh, like, I, I possibly have a blood disorder called Factor V Leiden because my mother has it. And it's a blood disorder that ca that causes thinning of blood. And if you have thin blood and then go on blood thinners, it can cause blood clotting issues, which can kill you. I don't recommend just popping hormones and stuff like that until you know whether you're uh, a person who can safely take them. Uh, you're also going to be getting migraines more frequently, and it could lead to heart problems because your body's used to your blood being a specific way. I don't recommend self-medding. Self-med people will typically say stuff like, uh, get your medicine illegally, which is fine. It's not illegal for you to be in possession of those illegally attained medications. It's illegal for people to sell it. You know, it's illegal in the same way that ROMs are illegal. Technically illegal. But no one actually does anything. To uh, yeah. stop it. So you can get them, but it's really not a good idea to do it because it's serious medication. And the other way that uh, people will say self-med is through phytoestrogens, which is absolutely bullshit. Phytoestrogens are uh, basically those people who were more, uh, concerned about, uh, what's it called? Uh, soy boys. Mm. Soy, but these guys uh, believed that because plants like soy have high amounts of phytoestrogens, that eating soy and stuff like tofu and stuff like that would increase phytoestrogen presence in your body. 
Uh, phytoestrogens are for plants, and we are not plants. So phytoestrogens straight up do not work. And even if they did, phytoestrogens would not help you because you need an antiandrogen to go along with it. Because if you don't have... Testosterone is a very strong hormone. So if you don't have something to stop the uh, testosterone, then the phytoestrogen... Well, estrogens in general just won't work the way you want them to. So that's how to get estrogen. Uh, you Your best bet is to go through a doctor and your insurance. Uh, second best would be consent, uh, informed consent. Uh, but yeah, anything else is uh, is holistic stuff and magic and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can go on yeah. YouTube. There's videos for feminizing spells. <laughs> yeah, just just become a magical girl and. Uh, Sissification, hypnosis. As for a uh, problem of meowing in public, fight stop. it. Stop. I guess. Mask up, like literally, just mask up as best as you can fight there like how often are you meowing in private that you can't control it in public they could be you know other kin i'm assuming oh yeah i guess but i'm assuming you're a full-grown person so you should be able to just not do it i don't want to be like oh you should just be able to do it but because you know they could have some kind of tick or something oh yeah like local tick if you can't but control it, just do it. Yeah, just be like, sorry, it's it's a learn, vocal tick. Learn to it, stop it, feeling shame over it. Just be like, I I don't know what to tell you. It's a vocal tick I have. If that if you're comfortable telling people, yeah, it's a vocal tick, when you accidentally do it in public, then just definitely just say that, and then they'll just be like, oh okay, and then you can just leave it at that. But if you <clears throat> if you think you're embarrassing yourself because it says here, how do I stop embarrassing myself? I'm going to guess that you have some form of control over it, and uh, that's something you're going to have to figure out for yourself, because other- because, yeah. Yeah, just sheer I, willpower. But, like I said, I couldn't tell if this uh, question was serious or not, simply because it, it sounds so stereotypical of what a Twitter trans girl sounds like, <laughs> that I thought it was- that I thought it might be a joke. You know what, that's fair. <laughs> it's just it's, I'm over here like oh I'm gonna take everything at face value. <laughs> you're just like you're just short of like saying I wear thigh highs and cat ear headphones and it's it seems like it might be a joke I don't know that. Um, but if it's not a joke, there you go. I gave you serious answers. I hope you were taking notes <laughs> or just rewatch uh, it. I could use the watch time. <laughs> I don't know nothing about the estrogen because I you know I'm a I'm a man, but uh, I'm a man. I'm a manly man. But uh, for skirts, like thrift stores, like out of your way a bit. So if you're like worried, other people might like people you might know might see you buying it. Just go to like a thrift store a town away or something. People and just look for skirts. People don't confront you as much as they think they do. A lot of trans girls are scared to go shopping for uh, girls' clothes in public. People do not confront you as much as uh, people like to think they do. And what you can always say is if someone confronts you and they start giving you crap for what for assuming you're trans, you could always just say, It's November. I'm buying gifts for... I'm trying to find clothes to buy my girlfriend for Christmas. Yeah, I'm trying to find this family member a skirt you can also Close bring someone with you no one will come after you if you have more than one person with you yeah exactly i used to bring my mom shopping with me whenever i wanted uh stuff because well she knew the sizes and stuff better than i did and she shopped for clothes a lot more than i did and also if i look depressed while hanging out with my mom i don't look like i'm someone who's buying clothes i look like someone who's being forced to come along while she buys clothes <laughs> yeah exactly just go out and buy skirts if you want whatever catches your eye if you have a meyer uh meyer has lots of clothing options uh they cover all sizes they have clothing sponsored by massini which uh goes all the way into uh plus sizes so lots of options there you can find something that fits you uh you can also go to torrid torrid uh carries uh plus size clothes if you're someone who's uh exceptionally tall or wide 
Torrid has has clothing options. You can also shop on Old Navy. Old Navy lets you uh, customize sizes. You can ask for extra length on the clothes, as well as uh, if you don't want to get a size up, you can just go, I'd like this skirt with extra length, and they'll add an extra like half a foot of fiber to the bottom. Yeah. And then uh, for doing it cheap, wait until January, and then go thrift store shopping in the biggest town you can find near you. Yeah, a lot of clothes people don't want for Christmas that they got for Christmas are gonna be ending up in thrift stores. Tax season too. So yeah, there's like a myriad of places to get skirts. The estrogen, a little harder to get, but doable. Yeah, it's easy to get if you're able to pay for it, or if you live in a state that has a Planned Parenthood. If you live somewhere like Tennessee, it might be a little harder. Uh, next question. When you accidentally get into an argument, do you continue to argue or do you back out? I think it depends on what the argument is. If the ar argument is something that I consider valid and worth expending uh, energy into, I'll continue uh, talking about it. I, I'm not someone who gets angry, really. I will get angry, but I'm not the kind of person to, to argue a, a bunch if I can avoid it. I'd rather, rather just be quiet, wait for them to lose steam, and then change the subject or uh disengage like i said uh i think i said last stream i don't really go into conversations with people unless i have a clear goal in mind that tends to help me avoid conversations uh not avoid conversations avoid arguments but if i accidentally get into an argument i tend to back out and just say like hey this is not what i was talking about this is not, this isn't what i meant i'm sorry it came across this way but i didn't mean it that way i meant it this way and then I would go like something, I would like to get back onto this topic, the thing that I was actually talking about. I like to fight. <laughs> <laughs> I, Everyone knows. I, They've I, seen me. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe that you you can be a bit of an instigator. I can. I'm a little shit sometimes. I've calmed down a bit now that I've gotten out of certain friend groups. But if someone's coming after me, I'm like, okay, whatever. If someone goes after you know, some innocent person or a friend, I'll, you know, go to bat. But other than that, I'm just kind of like, eh, nowadays, you know? I, I don't have the energy. <laughs> I don't have the fucking energy to deal with people. Yeah, anymore. that's another thing is I'm 30. I don't have... I have 70 years, if I'm lucky, left on this planet, and I don't want to spend them arguing with people. Alright, so that's it for advice. I kind of reposted the link a little late. But I did come. I did post a YouTube community post uh, asking some people what they would want to know about us specifically to get to know us better. So mm -hmm. uh, I got several things about that. Uh, I mm, cool. I said, Updog said this week in the podcast we should tell the audience some more stuff about ourselves. What's some stuff you would all want to know about us? Uh, one person said Blonsk uh, said cup size. Like at a fast mm. food joint. I have no idea. Oh. Uh, large, large sweet tea, please. I get a small because with as you go up in sizes, each of the cups have a different line that shows the ice level. So mm. as you go up in bigger sizes, they add more and more ice. So the one that has the most soda to ice is just a small. Or I get a large and ask for no ice. Yeah, exactly. I'd be like, light, very light ice, or no ice at all. Because I, I hate like, it when they're stingy with soda, because... Yeah, they really are. I, I've worked in food before, and it is not that expensive. They have free refills for a reason, because it is not expensive, because they're buying it in massive bulk, and they're buying the syrup, and then they're adding their own water to water it down, so... The soda they get at, uh, they so the soda they have at places like McDonald's is very very cheap, and they have no reason to be as stingy as they are when it comes to it. So I always ask no ice. Yeah, I'm just like, I'll get a large and be like, hey, uh, very little to no ice, please. Like maybe like a handful of cubes in there. Otherwise, don't even bother. <laughs> I also just don't like you getting watered down. Yeah, that too. Uh, next... it, if it's a large drink, it'll take forever to drink, and then it gets watered down, and it's like, ugh. <laughs> next question. What's up, dog? Who's up, dog? I said, not much. What's up with you? 
What is up, dog? A miserable pile of secrets. But enough talk, have at thee. Uh, what's your favorite Half-Life mod? Uh, I haven't played Half-Life. I have not played Half-Life either, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I'm a filthy casual. The question would mainly be about you, and I'm unsure if others would find it interesting or not. However, I would love to hear about your experience growing a YouTube channel, and possibly your past ones, and just your experience with being a creator as a, on YouTube as a whole. Uh, I've talked about this before, and it's actually uh, it's a pretty long history, so I'm not going to go into super detail uh, on it here. Maybe we'll save this question for last and come back to it if, uh, if we're looking to pad for time, but... <laughs> uh, Basically, uh, when I started YouTube, I had been doing Twitch for three years. I started a Twitch channel, and for a while I was able to pay my bills off of uh, what I was getting from Twitch money, because this was early days of Twitch where all you had to do was just play games, and people would find you entertaining uh, back when people had better attention spans and could sit through a stream. I'm not blaming y'all. I can't sit through a stream. I think streams are boring as fuck. But... Uh, <laughs> Back when uh, people had better attention spans and stuff like that because uh, this was, you know, still when people were just getting internet in their homes. So, uh, I would stream and people would donate pretty frequently and I was able to pay my bills off of that. But then, uh, I moved out with- I moved out of the, uh, abusive relationship that I was in at the time and moved back in with my, uh, my family. We didn't have good internet for- uh, a solid six months, so I ended up uh, not streaming or anything like that. So the channel essentially died off, and uh, I knew I came out as trans around that time, and I knew that if I came out as trans on my stream, people would not be supportive of it because my community at the time was hardly supportive of me being gay. So I was like, y'all are just barely supportive of me being gay. I don't think they're going to be very supportive of me being trans. So, I decided to make a new channel, and of course, starting from zero, uh, nowadays is way harder than it was before, because back then, all you had to do is stream eight hours a day, play whatever game is moderately popular, and people would come in and watch you. Nowadays, you have to plan streams, you have to, uh, have accompanying content, you have to have content somewhere else, like Twi TikTok or YouTube, to bring people- to bring people over into Twitch. And... Uh, I didn't know that at the time, so I was streaming to an audience of typically zero, and then Link started watching me, and Link's been around forever, and uh, so I was always at least streaming to an audience of one, but then I got into YouTube, and uh, most of my time on YouTube was figuring out what the hell I'm supposed to do on YouTube. My first channel was gaming stuff. Uh, I had another podcast before called Booty Salad. And <laughs> all right, real quick, uh, this is side note, Sarah again. I'm gonna go ahead and play a little bit of the podcast from my original podcast, Booty Salad, and I just want to share what I used to sound like, so uh, y'all get a little bit of an idea of that. But here you go. Hello, everybody. My name is Raunchy Ram. Hello, I'm Pandas. Hello, I am Sly, and welcome to Booty Salad. Uh, I hung out with my friend Brett and Panda, and we did that, and that ended up not working out because uh, someone would always flake out, and if one person flaked out, no one else wanted to show up. This was when podcasts weren't as oversaturated, so we actually had a good chance if had we kept going, but they, uh, they didn't have the... Uh, constitution for it. Uh, on that channel, I just posted Let's Plays and whatever I felt like, which at that time, even Let's Plays at that point were getting tired and old. So that channel's retired. You can find that channel still. It's called Reckless Ram Gaming. And you can see my first video on there, and I sound entirely different. But more you know me as Raunchy Ram, and me, even more of you don't know me at all. This is my first Call of Duty gameplay I've ever uploaded to my channel. I'm not an always on kind of. I'm not an always recording kind of person, so I got this warm, and I had to go back to theater mode to record it. You can hear the depression. And <laughs> uh, then I went on to make the Sarah Chimera channel, which was a little bit more review-based stuff that still didn't do too well. And I ended up stopping that channel, and then I did another gaming channel. Again, this time the Sarah Proto channel with Mabel and Connie. 
uh, the previous gaming channel ended up not working out because gaming channels just don't work. This channel, this gaming channel, Sarah Proto, is again not working out so well, and I finally realized that, and that's when I made the uh, Sarah's Things channel. So I started making content that was, well, I had been avoiding making furry content for ages because uh, it's not the content I wanted to make because uh, I have a personality outside of the fandom. And I'd rather talk about things that are outside of the fandom than things that are in it, initially. And then I was like, well, what's something that uh, what's something that I can talk about? So I started talking about fandom stuff like uh, manga, uh, the other interests that I have. Uh, like, I have the uh, what is Bara, what is Yuri, what is Yaoi stuff. And those didn't do as well as I thought they would. Which is fine because the channel is just starting out. Uh, since What is Bara has done a lot better. But that has some overlap with Furry. So of course it does. But. Yeah. Uh, then I started doing uh, the closed species thing. Because I noticed that uh, other channels like Solar Saber and Beta Eta Delota would talk about uh, closed species and open species in the fandom. But they would never go into super detail. Their videos were always five minutes or eight minutes long, and it was always, uh, look how cute this is, look how huggable it is, it's so fluffy, I want to pet it, I want to hug it. But no one would talk about the lore and stuff. And I was actually curious about it after that stuff, so I was like, okay, no one else is making it, so clearly I need to make it. So, uh, when you're making a YouTube to start off, uh, you should this is what I learned early on, is you need to make content that gives something back to the audience. They need to be given a reason to watch. They need to get something out of it. It's not enough to just watch. Entertainment is usually a good thing to get out of it, so funny videos is good, but people nowadays use YouTube for tutorials and to learn things. And especially in like iceberg videos and stuff like that. People just want to learn stuff. Because people, surprisingly, like learning they just don't like learning within the restrictions of a school system they want to learn the things they're interested about and the american school system makes it very hard to do that it's going to be transactional at first at first people are only going to care about the content that you make the answers to their questions when you're making a youtube channel you need to give something back to your audience so that's why things like tutorial videos do really well on youtube uh, gaming tutorials especially, uh, telling people where great weapons are that are hidden. I had a video that hit 400,000 views uh, that was about a weapon in Dark Souls called the Dark Sword. Uh, I got hate mail and death threats from it because apparently the weapon was overpowered and I didn't know it was overpowered. I just thought it was good. Gamers are on another level, I swear. Yeah, they were sending me death threats and harassment and stuff like that, and that's what got me to quit uh, YouTube the first time. Is that I was getting death threats for uh, basically ruining PvP. Jesus. People called me bad and stuff like that, and then uh, I was like, okay, fine, I'm so bad at PvP. I'll let y'all choose what weapon I use. We'll go to the uh, forest where, there's, uh, where PvP is always on, and y'all can come in and invade me. And I'll use whatever build you want. And I uh, I went on a 15 kill streak before the uh, before the night was done. <laughs> but I still ended up stopping because I was tired of the death threats. You know what? That's fair. I don't know anyone who would be like, yes, bring on the death threats. More. It fuels me. Uh, nowadays I'm like that because I know I'm on the right track. <laughs> because if someone really hates it that much, that means someone loves it just as much. Well, then I, I stand corrected. I know one person. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, also, I just find it funnier now to piss people off. If my existence pisses people off, that means I'm I'm doing a good job, I think. But... <laughs> mm, spite. <laughs> Tasting. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm living out of spite by being a gay and trans person. You know what? You're right. So true. Uh, but, yeah, make content that you like, for one, uh, and, um, make content that gives something to your audience, something that they get back from it. 
uh, I would say save the personality-driven content until, like, maybe a few months in. Because when you start, no one wants to hear a Q&A video. When you, when you just start out, no one wants to see an intro video. You haven't produced anything that they like. They don't give a fuck about who you are because they don't know who you are in the first place. So if they don't know who you are, they don't want to learn anything about you. They have no reason to be interested in you. So don't start with an intro video. Get into making content immediately. And, uh, yeah. Oh, that's my whole experience other than that is just, uh, the f since making the furry channel, I've got sig gotten significantly less hate mail. <laughs> uh, occasionally I'll get a translur thrown at me or something like that, or something mean about furries. Uh, the YouTube filter picks it up and I just delete it. So no, no one else has to see that. On YouTube, with the furry content, I don't get hate mail. On my other channels, uh, I got lots of uh, lots of hate messages, lots of death threats, and stuff like that. There's a there's anti-trans words that just sound really goofy, and you never hear them. And then you start a YouTube channel where you're openly trans, and you start hearing them all the time, and it doesn't make them sound any less goofy. Like, no. I got called a troon. Uh, I was just thinking of that word. Yeah. I was like, I I had no fucking idea what that word meant. And I saw it a lot, and I was just like, what it's, the fuck does this mean? This is a weird-ass insult. It's so goofy-sounding. It's like, you really tried your hardest to make a uh, anti-trans word, and that's the best you could come up with. It sounds like an alien race from Star Wars or some shit. It sounds like a uh, cartoon series. <laughs> like, some kind of fucking Hasbro toy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's goofy, and there's so many... And they do it because... Uh, it's not picked up uh, by YouTube filters most of the time. You have to have a thick skin because there's always going to be people who say mean shit to you. And my best my best advice is don't confront, delete it. And if they comment again after you delete it, uh, click hide comments from this user and it will block them, but they'll still be able to watch your content. They just won't be able to comment on it anymore. Yeah, honestly. So get them, the hate you views. Know, but not the hate comments. Yeah, honestly, them, like, commenting just boosts the algorithm, too. So, like, they're just giving you more views, and it's like, haha, idiot. Fucking dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Every single action, that interaction that happens on YouTube further refines <clears throat> your place in the algorithm. It may not necessarily boost you, but it refines it. So when you're given a dislike, it boosts it in the algorithm for a little bit because it's uh, considered an interaction but it also goes okay this kind of person doesn't like this kind of content so we need to recommend it to people that watch content that isn't the kind of stuff this person usually watches so if a furry hater uh, dislikes it it'll probably still get recommended to them because they watch so much furry content because they compulsively watch it and can't stop themselves from doing it it's but, weirdo yeah. shit uh, also it will it probably helps if um, you take the Ross O'Donovan approach and just read it in Dale Gribble voice. <laughs> oh yeah, read it, read hate comments in Dale Gribble voice. <laughs> Why does every troon have the same voice? <laughs> you dirty furry scum. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, wow, that does help. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh... Because you're too busy laughing to be offended. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. And yeah, it just makes them sound like a conspiracy nut whack job, and it makes it so much easier to laugh at it. Yeah, exactly. There are a lot of comments on YouTube, though, where people will be confrontational with you, and then you will talk to them, and they will back down and cower immediately. And that's the interaction I live off, off, off of, honestly. <laughs> They're so, they're so funny. They're so gung-ho gung and hateful about it. And then you say, like, hey, that's really uncool. I've just been I've just been sitting here making content and I like it. Sucks that you don't like it, but, you know, you feel how you feel. And they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I, You know what? I was out of line. I didn't mean to say anything like that. It's like, yeah, that's, that's fucking right. That's fucking right. You back down. You back down. Yeah, that's what I fucking thought you were, piss boy. My house, bitch. Boy, aren't you? My house. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the alpha. You're the beta. 
those are the interactions I thrive off of, honestly. And I don't get those as much on this channel anymore because uh, I think YouTube found where I belong in the algorithm now. I think they're recommending me to almost exclusively furries. <laughs> so I don't get a, I don't get any hate comments anymore. I haven't had one in four, three months. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, I, my, but yeah, my experience with YouTube. Don't do a gaming channel. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I tried my hand at a gaming channel once. Back, back in the day, uh, when I didn't have a proper editing software, <laughs> and it was just it. It was bad. <laughs> it wasn't good. <laughs> Three hours unedited content. Yeah, pretty much. And me just saying the same thing over and over and over because my ADHD was like, Hey, let's talk about this thing. Oh wait, something happened in the game. Okay, now let's talk about this thing again. If you do wait, did I already stuff, talk about that? You have to have a hook. <laughs> because even if you're really, really funny and make really funny videos, if it's in the gaming niche, you're fucked already because it's in the gaming niche because it's so heavily oversaturated everyone has all the people they watch already because these people have been doing it uh, a decade and a half longer than you have yeah exactly. and uh even if you had a interesting hook people will totally miss skip over you entirely just because it's gaming stuff so uh you have to you have to have a hook and a twist on on what it is it's uh i'm definitely not the person to talk about here because i've had three gaming channels and only one of them is monetized <laughs> i think i think that's what the rise in vtubers uh has happened because people don't watch them play you know because they're gaming they watch because oh i love this youtuber they're so cute ooh 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 don't 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 yeah but like that even gaming stuff and VTubing is starting to uh, starting to get oversaturated too, and VTubers are going more obscure and going beyond with their content too. Have to push themselves and go even crazier too, like a buff buff pup, uh, new model like every three months. And <laughs> if you got the money for that, cool. But or if you got the artistic skill for that, cool. But. Uh, even with VTubing, you're, uh, since VTubing is starting to get really heavily oversaturated too, you're having to get uh, VTubers that are getting into niches as well. And if you're streaming, you need to have a plan for your stream. You need to go in with a theme. Uh, just follow the good mythical morning rule of it. If you can describe the plot of your stream in one sentence, then you are good to go. And it has to be an interesting sentence. Uh, when we did the 3 a.m. Uh, challenge videos, <laughs> yeah. Masochism Monday, watching the worst <laughs> YouTube, con YouTube content there is, 3 a.m. challenges. And <laughs> that hooked people because everyone fucking hates 3 a.m. challenges, but they are absolutely all for watching someone else torture themselves with 3 a.m. challenges. Yeah. We had we had 20 viewers for our peak, which isn't a lot, but it's much higher for me than normal. Uh, past pets. I had a lizard named Harvey, but uh, I found out she's a she. Called her, kept calling her Harvey anyway. Uh, Might as well. I called her Harvey because uh, Two Face, and she's a leopard. She was a leopard gecko. So she had a, a tail that looked like a head and then her actual head. So I called her Har Harvey, like Harvey Dent, Two-Face. Oh my god, that's very cute, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, she died of old. And <laughs> She died of geriatric. Yeah, uh, the, the disease of being born and living too long. The disease of we're all slowly creeping towards death every single second of every single day. I have two gerbils, uh, Sabaku and Yama. Uh, it means uh, mountain and desert, and I called them that based off of their uh, color pattern. Uh, Yama is mountain, and Yama is uh, he's all gray except for a little white peak at the top of his head. And then Sabaku is just dusty and uh, dirt colored. Uh, they... Uh, I think they're brothers, and they just sit there and they cuddle with each other all day, and Aww. sleep sleep all day. Uh, Yama likes to lay upside down on his back, while Sabaku lays across his tummy. <laughs> I have two rabbits, Stormy and Shadow. 
They're both uh, full black rabbits. Uh, Stormy's a short hair, and she doesn't shed. And Shadow is a long hair who sheds a fuck ton. Uh, <laughs> he's like two, three times her size, and uh, he's bigger than my cat. And uh, my cat's name is Nyx. She's the one that keeps coming up, and you can sometimes hear her purring or meowing at the microphone. Um... Shadow is very lazy. He's just, uh, he kind of sits in the back all day. Uh, he got clipped, so he doesn't have that much energy. <laughs> and, uh, Stormy is the opposite. She's an absolute little shit. She's a brat. If you do anything she doesn't like, she will stomp until you stop doing it. <laughs> so, if you're talking a little louder than usual, she'll stomp to let you know. If she doesn't like the music you're listening to, she'll stomp to let you know. <laughs> if you hold her food for a little bit too long, without letting her at least look at it or sniff it, she stomps. <laughs> but they're also really big goofballs because you'll they can, they have like the best noses on the planet because like I can open up the fridge and touch a carrot and they'll smell the carrot from across the room and start running circles around the living room. <laughs> but uh you bring you bring the carrots out there and she'll run around you in circles and she'll do five laps before she'll stop and start stomping until you give her the carrot oh i love her <laughs> <laughs> she's a really big brat and i'm i'm happy that she's bratty because of the way she was before she was very uh she was kept isolated because she didn't like the other rabbits Oh. Uh, and she was living with uh, someone who had, I think, four rabbits. She didn't like the other rabbits, and so she would stay in her own enclosure, except for she would s lean against the uh, cage and stay next to Shadow when she could. So we we adopted them both. Alright, what do you got for pets? What do I have currently? Um, Currently, I have... Two cats and a dog living with me right now. One, my girl cat is Bella. My boy cat is Bo. My dog is Little Man. He's a little Chihuahua Yorkie mix. Uh, Don't tell Mabel she'll has... want to stomp him. No, maybe <laughs> you know how she hates little dogs. I don't know why he's so good <laughs> and cute and sweet. Uh, and then my mom has a Yorkie. Her name is Lily. Uh. And then my brother has a mutt dog. His name is Scooter. And that's pretty much all the pets I have currently. I don't really uh, like but... dogs because I don't live an active enough lifestyle to uh, <gasps> keep up with them. I'm hurt. <laughs> oh, it's not because of like personal disdain. I just, as a pet option, I like a pet that doesn't oh, do a... much. You know what? That's fair. I, d I don't uh... have the energy to walk them all day. Honestly, get yourself a greyhound. They run for like 20 minutes a day and then they just lay on the couch. <laughs> uh, previous pets. I had four cats before. These two I have now all had to be put down for one reason or another. Uh, they were pretty inbred, unfortunately. Uh... I, we got them from someone, a hoarder house, so. Mm. Uh, I had a bunny. Her name was Lucky. Unfortunately, she, uh, I was, <laughs> this is bad, but I left her outside for a, a little bit because I was a child. I didn't know any better. And I came back and she was dead because the neighbor's cat got her. No. Uh, it was unfortunate. Um, I had a pet budgie. Her name was Annie. She was a little shit. <laughs> uh, and then we had, my grandma had a dog. His name was Tuffy. He was a cockapoo. He was a good boy. He died of old age. Uh, <clears throat> and then I had my first pet. Her name was Jessie. I had her for 14 years and she was a rat terrier border collie mix. And when she died, it absolutely ruined me. 
So yeah, that's all the pets I have or have had. Alright, uh, favorite games and movies? Uh, I don't... I have ADHD, so I don't really have a favorite that I can think of off the top of my head. Because I move from game to game to game. Uh, what I'm currently playing the most right now is Overwatch 2. Uh, I just... I got placed into bronze and competitive last week, but, uh, I played another couple of games. And it re-ranked me and it said, no, you're too good for bronze, and moved me up from bronze 3 to silver 5. So, <laughs> yes. it, it pushed me up 4 ranks, so I'm, I'm just happy to be out of bronze hell, because bronze is a <laughs> special kind of hell, because everyone in bronze is absolutely garbage. And if you're someone who is actually good, and got unlucky, and got put into bronze, you're going to be stuck in bronze for a long time, because everyone is shit. So the people getting put on your team are shit and it's not really possible to carry in overwatch you can't be you can't have one good person on your team and carry yourself to victory you have to uh rely on the team being bad and worse than your team and no one communicates in bronze no one uses their mics <laughs> so if you get put in bronze it's really hard to get out of it so i'm just happy to be even in silver uh when i played overwatch one i was uh i was diamond so it was uh, it was very very disheartening to get placed into bronze, but apparently everyone in season one uh, got put in bronze. Favorite movies? I like Mel Brooks movies. Uh, I don't really have a specific favorite one because they're all pretty good. Uh, in terms of like old movies, yeah, they're old movies, but like they hold up surprisingly well. They're all still very relevant, and some of them have only gotten more relevant. Um. Do you know who Mel Brooks is? I do. I know okay. about I know about him, and I know about his uh, outbursts as well. Oh, he has outbursts. What? Uh, are they bad outbursts? Yeah. You don't know about his anti-Semitic outbursts. He's Jewish, and he's saying anti-Semitic shit. He was. Oh. Last time I heard. <laughs> I think you're thinking of Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson is the uh, one who Who's was the in... one in, in the, uh, that one Freedom for Scotland one. That's Mel Gibson. I am so sorry, Mel Brooks. <laughs> if you're listening, I am so sorry. Yeah, Mel Brooks is a is a is a little Jewish man who makes uh, Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, oh. Spaceballs. Oh, oh my God! I, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> That's why I was. Can you see why I was confused when you said he was an anti-Semite? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Wait, what? Mel Brooks, if you're looking down from heaven, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm Wait, so sorry. I don't even know if he's dead. Did you just kill him? Oh my god, I'm thinking of Gene Wilder. God damn it. <laughs> Gene Wilder, I'm so sorry. Yeah, Mel, Bro Mel, Brooks. Mel Brooks is still alive. <laughs> oh my god. I'm First you call him an anti-Semite, and now you're killing him? <laughs> I'm so sorry, Mr. Brooks. But yeah, he makes a. I know you're our biggest fan, and I'm so very sorry. He makes hilarious movies, and they're hated when they're released, but they're really appreciated like ten years later. Like yeah. uh, when he made uh, the producers, people hated it because uh, the the plot of it is that uh, he's creating a play that is supposed to be so bad that it would force him to become bankrupt and that he could abuse the bankruptcy system in order to make money because he found out that he could make more money by making a flop than making a success so the movie he make it makes is called springtime for hitler in germany and oh, God. the uh the plot of that screenplay is supposed to paint uh paint the fuhrer in a good light and it's supposed to be absolutely hated. But instead, the audience loves it because it's they find it to be parody or satire. And he became, becomes known as the most successful uh, screenwriter in the world. But unintentionally, that screenplay in the story is a reflection of his own actual movie that, about the subject. And it probably wasn't intentionally, but like... The producers was received initially very poorly and then later on it was 
uh, loved because it is a really good parody because people hated it because this was at a time when people were like oh we can't we can't talk about Hitler at all even if it's to make fun of him we can't talk about him at all so even if it was to make fun of him so people were always like they would uh, they would rate it pretty poorly because of that and then in the future we're like actually this is the funniest thing ever. Fuck, fuck Hitler. Fuck Hitler, yeah. Oh my god. I and... feel so bad for mixing him up with Gibson. I had to look him up because I'm like, who the fuck is Mel Brooks? And I'm like, oh, this guy! Oh no! <laughs> uh, have you seen any Mel Brooks movies? Uh, I've seen Spaceballs. Okay, everybody's seen so Spaceballs. <laughs> Spaceballs is pretty, uh, uh, a pretty ju juvenile sense of humor, so I think that's why it, it holds up pretty well. Uh, yeah. But like, I think you should, I, th I think you should see Blazing Saddles if you haven't yet. Uh, I, th I think I started watching it and then I got a little squeaked out by the it liberal does, use of the N word. Yes, it does say the N word in it, but he does it's it like satirical, like trying to be like, hey, this is bad. It's Race also <laughs> it's also supposed to be a true portrayal of the classic uh, spaghetti western, because the spaghetti yeah. western is a uh, western that is based off of the Italian idea of the Wild West. So that's why it's called a spaghetti western. So it's us <laughs> emulating a style that's emulated off of us. So uh, in Blazing Saddles, he's uh, he's making fun of spaghetti westerns because of their humongous inaccuracies of how it actually is because uh he shows the railroad and people who worked on the railroad were minorities he shows yeah. cowboys and he doesn't display the cowboys as like a primarily white group or because the american uh american media did a really good job of changing the opinion we had of cowboys and making them all appear as heroes but what they made the mistake of is not accurately portraying those cowboys as the races that they actually were. They were black people. They were Mexican. They were other races. Mm -hmm. And you can say whitewashing. It's okay. Whitewashing. I couldn't. I. I. The word didn't even cross my mind. But <laughs> yeah, uh, cowboys were whitewashed. And Mel Brooks makes fun of that by showing the accuracy of it. So it's a parody through accuracy, which is really weird. Because normally a parody is supposed to be just nowhere near it and just making fun of it for the sake of making fun of it. But he ends up just being like, no, this is how it really is. And then making it funny. But uh, there's obviously lots of absurdist humor in there too. Like, uh, there's lots of fourth wall breaking, sets <laughs> falling apart. Um, at the end, they go to chase a guy down and they end up chasing him down through an entire hollywood series of hollywood sets <laughs> amazing it, uh it's it's pretty funny but uh young frankenstein's another good funny one it's a oh, uh, yes i remember young frankenstein yeah people people i've shown it to a couple of people and they're like oh, it's, it's entirely in black and white and i'm like all right it... all right settle down calm the fuck down just give it a fucking chance yeah, like, people enjoyed it even when it was in black and white. You, you don't have to be a butthole just because it doesn't have color. It's it's an authenticity thing. The The original Frankenstein was black and white, so it, it, of course the parody is going to be. And, yeah. and that it's as funny and interesting as it is while still being dated in style, it's it's funny. It's It's a good movie. Okay, I went on to my thing for too long. What What's your thing? Your favorite um, games and movies? Pokemon. <laughs> Have you uh, played Scarlet Violet? I am currently playing Scarlet <laughs> you, you still like Pokemon? Yeah, duh. <laughs> I've been playing that shit since I was like nine, of course. Me too, but I'm, <laughs> I'm probably going to skip Scarlet and Violet. You know what? That's fair. It's a little much for me. I played every one besides that one, and I didn't get a chance to play Arceus yet. Yeah, me either. 
I feel um, like Nintendo's starting to do that uh, that thing that Activision does where they're trying to pump out a new Call of Duty every year, except yep. they're doing it with Pokemon, and I think if they keep doing it, they're probably going to accidentally kill off the franchise. Yeah. Pokemon's not something that should be rushed. No, and this game was definitely rushed. Like, all over Twitter, I just keep seeing glitches. And like, like world breaking. <laughs> and, like the person who gets off the uh, gets off the mounted uh, the mount Pokemon the motorcycle, they get off and they just turn into Slenderman. Oh Jesus Christ! Did you see that one? Oh, that's funny. Their arms just they spaghetti way out, and then they're <laughs> like everything is like five times longer. So <laughs> they're they're just like super lanky, and it's yeah. I've seen some but pretty bad glitches. I think my favorite is um, someone runs up to a Jigglypuff while it's raining, and the Jigglypuff just randomly whoo, floats, flies away, <laughs> never to be seen again. <laughs> I've seen some gameplay and stuff like that. I don't like that uh, they had. Per they keep introducing really interesting and cool mechanics, and then throwing them away for the next Pokemon game. Yeah, like Gigantamax oh. was perfectly fine, but I think everyone loved Dynamax, and they should they should have kept Dynamax in there honestly it like with this one you just bedazzle your pokemon that's basically it and it's like okay now this type is better and it's like oh okay gigamax <laughs> and dynamax did the same fucking thing why couldn't yeah. we just keep that and they brought raids back but they kept them as the crystallized thing and also made them bigger like why can't you just like do gigantamax people like to gigantamax yeah, it. They're just trying everything to keep relevant, keep up to date, keep it new and exciting. When it doesn't have always seen... have to be new and exciting. Uh, what was your starter? Was it Weed Cat? Yeah, I got Sprigatito. I name. You can't name him Weed, but you can name him Bong Water. <laughs> <laughs> Bong Water the Sprigatito. Yep. <laughs> Now, something that I was surprised about with uh, Sprigatito's evolutions is uh, they were not looted nearly as much as I was expecting them to be. I was I was expecting a uh, situation with like uh, like Litten's evolutions where uh, I can't Incineroar. I think he was no, I, mm -hmm. it was Incineroar. Yep, Incineroar. And it's Incineroar was everywhere when uh, Incineroar was revealed. So much bara art everywhere, but. Mm -hmm. You, you, I don't really see any art coming across my Twitter feed of uh, Meowscarada, I think they're called. Mm-hmm. I don't see any art of Meowscarada, even though Meowscarada is very cute looking. Uh, Mabel told me I that a lot of people find Meowscarada ugly. Uh, me included. <laughs> what? They, they, they look like a jester, and they look like they're wearing little thigh highs. I... they look... they look like a clown. I just... I don't like them. Yeah, they they look like a harlequin. It's 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 cool. I like just, I do like the evolution before that better though. Yes, I I gave I evolved my Sprigatito and then gave it an Everstone. I'm like, you're staying this forever. <laughs> you're not you're not gonna let him turn into Mascarada. Nope, that's how much I fucking hate that cat. <laughs> Have you seen uh, the crystallized version of uh of Quaxley? Uh, not the crystallized, but I've seen the full Evo, and it's very pretty, very gay. <laughs> the, uh, the, the crystallized version, they just put a water fountain that is crystallized <laughs> on their head. It feels yep. like with those crystalline evolutions, all they did was they went into, like, a Goodwill, and they found those, like, glass roses, and they were like, this is gonna be my <laughs> aesthetic for the entire game. Pretty much. It's, it's... It's very goofy. I don't like, like it. I don't we like were, the look of it. We were one step away it. from those little Christian porcelain dolls. It was gonna be <laughs> it was gonna be crystal roses or those little Christian porcelain dolls. Those are the two aesthetics we, they had to choose from, I guess. Yeah, I I'm not digging the terrorizing or terrestrialize. I don't know how to yeah. fucking pronounce it. I just call it. I don't stall. know how to pronounce. Come. I just call it bedazzling <laughs> because yeah, that's basically what you're doing. But uh, and like it's it's not my thing. Like I use it, but I hate it all, all every second of it because they look so ugly. 
Like, if they didn't put those giant fucking wine toppers on top of their heads, it'd be fun. Yeah, you know? and it's it's stupid because it doesn't change anything. It just it just gives them this unnecessary particle effect, and then which and then like the Switch already struggles with frame rate issues, so I don't know why you would make yeah. it a major mechanic to have as many particle effects as possible because particle effects are really taxing when it comes to the frame rate. And like it just why all you did was make them make their one type stronger than all the rest of their moves so like just just make them big again just literally just make them big again please we're begging you just make them big again <laughs> uh i'm gonna send you uh quaxley quaxley's uh crystal version oh lord <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it's stupid. He looks like a bottle of champagne. He looks like Literally. a he looks like a crystal decanter that you use to like hold your liquor outside of the bottle. It just looks like a really fancy crystal decanter. They look like a a bad centerpiece at a waspy home when they're trying to hold a dinner party. <laughs> yeah, like a themed dinner party. Foy oh, Coco God. has like a chandelier, and that looks cool. I would have preferred to see like chandelier <laughs> looking like that. Yeah, Here, I don't think chandelier is even in the game. Check out uh, Evie's. Evie's, he's just got a diamond <laughs> ring on his head. Yeah, he's just My got brother, a big where ass did you diamond pick up ring. That rock? Who are you marrying? What the fuck? It's like every Eevee, it's like every evolution, it's like every evolution proposed to him, and they all chipped in to get the biggest diamond possible. <laughs> we love Polyam. Polyam. Favorite movie. But he, uh, oh, I wasn't done with games. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, currently, it's Pokemon, but I really like Stardew Valley. Like love stardew valley i have over 200 hours in it <laughs> and like i haven't put that much time in a game since skyrim i don't know what it is but just the running around and cutting down trees and trying to make all these townspeople love me and playing with my animals and just it's just so good have you played it harvest is. moon uh a little bit, but like on my friends, you know, back in the day on my friends at uh, GameCube. I think shit, it, I but... think you should try like Rune Factory Four. I think uh, I think you'd like it. I say I Rune Factory Four and not Rune Factory Five because Rune Factory Five I have it and it plays like absolute shit on the Switch. Like it's <laughs> it's just as problem ridden as uh as Pokemon is. Oh, yeah. Uh, the frame rate chugs. It does not even stay at a stable 30 when I have it in 720p mode. Oh god. So, uh, yeah. I would get Rune Factory I... 4. Is it... I'll look into that, for sure. It's, it's like Stardew, except it's set in a fantasy world, and the animals are kind of Pokemon-esque, because it's not, like, oh. just a sheep. It's a... It's a fantasy sheep. It's bipedal. It's, uh, it's, uh, I think they're <laughs> called hurting. woolies. Oh, kind of. Oh. It's it's more like woolly bite. It's more like Wulu if they were bipedal, but oh. uh, but yeah, uh, it's got lots of leveling mechanics. It's an RPG. It has this balance between your home farm life kind of thing, your relationships, and then also exploring dungeons for uh, more monsters that you can use to help you out on the farm or uh, things like getting milk and stuff like that yeah i'll definitely look into that because that does sound interesting all right another another game just have like 500 hours on <laughs> if you get room factory 5 make sure you get it on pc i don't know how good your pc yeah. is though oh i have a very good pc okay yeah <laughs> if you get room factory 5 get it on steam don't get it on switch yeah i i think i have one of the room factory games wishlisted but yeah uh favorite movie uh like sarah my I don't I have ADHD so like I can't sit still long enough to watch a movie in full I'm a just lot not of the a time. movie person either yeah that too like I don't know anything coming out or 
whatever like the newest movie most movies suck nowadays yeah like i didn't know recently there was a another christmas story sequel that came out (laughs) like i think this week even i was like holy shit i didn't know that there was a christmas story sequel and my friend's like oh there was already a sequel i'm like what (laughs) like yeah back in 2012 there was a christmas story too it was not good i'm like oh (laughs) (laughs) And they made a third one. And they made a third one, but this one, I think, is, um... I think, from what I read, Alfie... Ralphie, sorry. Uh, goes back to his childhood home, and he spends Christmas there with his family? Home and... Alone is a, is something that was a Christmas movie at first that has way too many sequels now, too. Yeah. Like, the first and second Home Alone, brilliant. Macaulay Culkin was a genius in that movie uh now the the new home alones just feel lifeless and just kind of like cash grabby and it's like eh. and then there's uh i think one of my favorite movies i've seen so far was uh morbius <laughs> not because it was good but because it was so fucking bad and i was so drunk <laughs> that i couldn't process any of it <laughs> but i had fun laughing my ass off at it yeah, they took it so seriously with the promos and stuff like that that I thought it was going to be a serious movie. And then... I think they were trying to be serious, but then they had that one scene with Matt Smith in it going like, Have sex! Have sex! And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Have sex? Have sex? I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. There's No, there's literally a scene where Matt Smith is like working out and dancing to a song that just goes have sex have sex <laughs> and it's like oh fuck yeah fuck this is, is my jam have sex have sex <laughs> yeah it's just it's just like that too i will send you the video because holy if you if you're listening and you've not seen morbius good for you don't ever see it but there's a scene where matt smith is like just shirtless and working out and there's a song playing in the background that just goes, have sex, have sex. And it's like weird. And just look it up on YouTube, like Matt Smith, Morbius, have sex song uh, scene. And just be like, who thought this was a good thing to like put out into the world? Who <laughs> saw this and was like, yep, this is good. This is going to make us millions. Alright, so I think we're going to wrap it up now because uh, we should be getting ready for stream and also uh, I don't want to have to edit two hours of content even though I would be cool with putting off the stream but I don't want to have to edit two hours of, of uh, podcast so sure. thank you everybody for watching including my patrons and tippers people like you make it so I can do stuff like this as well as try new things if you want to help like Vadersan, Romu, Linky, Series, Rurum, Mousebard, Kit Chimera, and Blonsk you can sub on patreon.com forward slash Sarah's things or if you're on YouTube, you can click the join button below the video. And if you're on uh, Spotify or RSS.com, you can go to coffee.com forward slash wow, and you can donate there. All the money that's donated to the uh, coffee is split evenly with me and... What's your name again? Oh yeah, Updog. <laughs> Otherwise, you can find all my links in social media on bit.ly forward slash m forward slash Proto. All the links are there, including the BaWow podcast donation link and stuff like that. And if you're not watching on Spotify, you can watch on Spotify. You can find us as BaWow Podcast or BaWow, BaWow Furry Podcast. Updog, where should they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at that updog. I also have an art Twitter. Uh at updog art uh where i just i drop things sometimes do you have a backup for when uh in, in case anything happens nope i'm dying with twitter you're dying with twitter <laughs> i'm dying with twitter i ain't getting out of this chair okay so if twitter explodes you can find updog in my discord Mm-hmm. yeah all right so thank you everybody sorry thank you everybody for watching and we'll see you all later bye bye Bye.